Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah. Greetings. Welcome, everybody. We Say Things, episode 157, sponsored by Manscaped. And I didn't tell you ahead of time, Cinder, but you're going to read it this time because you're going to be much oh, more animated than me. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll read the blurb this time. Uh, with Always creative. With some emphasis here. All right. Be excited. Okay. All right. You guys ready? crotch discomfort hurting your game fear no more the kings of crotch comfort manscaped have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there sleek soft comfortable and flexible the brand new boxers 2.0 from manscaped take your balls to the royal ball throne the global leaders in below the waist grooming have the lawnmower 4.0 for the trimming so you can wear the boxers 2.0 for the chillin they even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. It's time you invest in your family jewels, so let's bulge, let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using our code WESAYTHINGS at manscaped.com. Very nice. Thank you. thank you. And thank you to Manscaped the for... Kings of crotch comfort. <laughs> I mean... Right, they knocked it... This is not the best one they've done, but it's one of the better yeah, ones. Yeah, this is this is up to, this this, this goes in the Hall of Fame of the Manscaped blurbs that they provide for us each time. Uh, but yeah, thank you to them for sponsoring so many of our episodes. Of course, you guys have heard about them, but uh, they have great products for below the waist and other things. They have pretty much everything now. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Just general men's health products, right? I think it's fair to say at this point. Indeed. There's probably a couple of things they don't have, but they have almost everything you want. So, so again, if you go to manscaped.com and use the promo code we say things, you get 20% off and free shipping. Thank you, thank you. Also, thank you to our patrons in the InBruge tier, including, but not limited, actually, yes, limited to, Mr. Cakes, we'll see you in Arlington, look for the tangos. High-functioning, autistic virgin full with rage. Obi-Wan can blow me. The British Dota scene sucks more than this name. BTOD or Crandall should sponsor the show because ergonomic chairs are so much better than gaming chairs, not an ad. I cover Yo, my... Shannon, before you continue... Yes? I got myself a new chair. I just thought that was a good time to mention that after that. What kind of chair? I got myself a Herman Miller like we talked oh, about. Oh, so you got to I try got it out in Sweden or no? No, I didn't try. I ended up not going to try it. So we were talking about it, right? And the reason I didn't follow up was that I think it was Odie, Shiver, and Scriff all said they have the same one. And I was like, if it fits Odie and Shiver, it fits me because we're like similar body size, physique. right? We're similar height. We're, yeah, physique. That's the right word. That was the one I was looking for. Um, and it's really good. So I can definitely recommend it. And I think you will really enjoy the seat as well. Um, is it the same one I have? I don't know. It's the Embody. Embody? 
Yeah. No. Awesome chair, though. Okay. I, not an ad, though. Uh, just like the... You could have made this a sender and recommends instead it, of yeah. uh, interrupting the in Bruges tier shoutouts. Yeah, but I just felt like it fit here, right? It was right after a guy talking about ergonomic chairs and not being an ad, you know? It just felt right. right. Fair enough. Also, thank you to I Cover My Ears During Scary Moments too. Oscar Seeker. Volvalicious, please, even more rants from Suns fan about NBA and his experience with Windows. <laughs> also, when will you tell the origin story? And then it just, I have no idea what the origin story is for. Roundy 3, GFFA thinks that the silver bullet for the matchmaker issues that Jeff Hill described is, wait for it, way more active players. <laughs> Disco Farm D, Simple Stooge and Pluto's buttholes are so big, I live in one. Store my items in the other and still have room to have the family. Interesting. Akuna Matata. Uh, Commander Donut. Chikar's not an asshole anymore for now. Milan, Miami, and the Mega Pope. Oh, you should do one more. Okay. Also, thank you to Loy Loquaciously Licks Lemons, Laughing Like Losing Ludicrously Little Lucidity Limits, TI in New Zealand. All right, that went better than I expected. Zan Xavier, Nate Thicko, Zero One Hamscroats, Bacon, Shark TM, Freshly Seasoned Goat Balls, Janie, Dop, Nothing to See Here, Underscore Man. Guitar Strings recommends Important Flux from Han. Yes, we oeuvre more. Can we get Seb on the podcast? Ben Broomhead just wants a faceless arcana. Is that so much to ask? Also, maybe some map changes wouldn't hurt. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Anonymous, and Peter, The Birthday Paradox, is that the probability of a shared birthday exceeds 50% in a group of only 23 people, Niebling. Is that a paradox? I don't know. I've heard this, though, and I, I don't know why I, that is I a thing. I know this is a thing, yeah. Do you know why? Because I don't. Well, I mean, it's math. It's not like magic, but... It feels like you, magic. If you consider that there's... Let's say there's 365 options, right, for any day mm -hmm. you can be born. Yeah. Then... If you take 23 people, they're not going to, on average, be on 23. They're not always going to be on 23 different days, right? Yeah. I think also part of this, it's not strictly the math. It's also about, like, habits, about when people generally have children. There's, like, it gravitates toward one part. I don't think mm -hmm. mathematically strictly that it's okay like this. But even taking that into account, it's still it would still be surprisingly often. But I don't know... Maybe the math is even not even taking into account the seasonal differences. I don't know. But I know this is a thing. I just, this is not what I consider a paradox. I don't know about you. I always consider a paradox something that, how do you explain that? How do you explain what a paradox is? I don't know. It's like, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but I think you know what I mean when I say this is, um, I, I, I think it is called the birthday paradox. Paradox really you can't explain, right? Yeah, and you can explain this. Yeah. Okay. Or paradox is something that doesn't make sense, which is like, fuck, man, how do you even explain this? It's hard. Damn. It is hard. That's what she said. Okay. So, NBA news. Uh, we're still waiting on the whole Kevin Durant thing. He's not been traded anywhere. Uh, but one big piece of the puzzle has fallen into place. DeAndre Ayton, our number one pick. The Suns didn't seem like they wanted to sign him. He's a restricted free agent. The Indiana Pacers offered him a max contract for the max that they could offer, which is less than we could. And within 90 seconds, we had two days to match. Within 90 seconds, we matched. So 
he will be back on the team, which is a little awkward because, well, he, I don't know, he had some drama late in the season, I guess, with the coach, so it's going to be kind of weird. And we can't trade him until January with his permission, and we can't trade him until a year from now without his permission. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean... When does the season start? October. Okay. So, yeah. There's, so, there's and time. you play one series a week, right? Or one game a week? No, four. Three to four. Four games a week? Three to four a week, yeah. Is that four separate opponents, or is it... Usually. Sometimes there's... Yeah, it's, it's best of ones, right? Until the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Wow, that's a lot of games that he gets to play. That's like basically... How much of the regular season is over in January? Uh, three months. Uh, well, yeah. How how many? <laughs> how much? How much of it is that? Is that half the uh, yeah, it's about season, it's or? about half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Your turn. Yeah. Uh, yesterday was the hottest day in July ever in Denmark. The it, it was hot outside. Um, speculation was that we were going to break the record all-time hot, but we were just about half a degree Celsius short of that. I think. Now it's your time to guess in Fahrenheit. How hot do you think it was yesterday? Hottest day in July ever in Denmark. Uh, see, you guys are pansies. So the problem is, like, if it's one twenty Fahrenheit here, I don't know what that equates to. That's probably like fifty Celsius. So I'm gonna say forty six Celsius. Well, I, I said in Fahrenheit to make it easier for you. Oh, how hot it was in Fahrenheit. Okay, I'm going to say 46 Celsius, which equates to 112. All right. It was the hottest day ever in July in Denmark, and it was 97 Fahrenheit. What the fuck? 97. Hottest, hottest day ever in July. 97. <clears throat> yeah, I think the, the all-time heat record uh, is about, let me see, probably... Close to 100, I think. Let me see. What's the humidity? You know, that's what I was going to ask. A little bit less. Uh, it was low, so it wasn't really that bad, actually. What is low? Um, what does low mean? I don't remember. I think it was like 40. That's not low. Well, it's... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or was it for... Maybe that was another day. Uh, anyway, the, the record in the memory is like 98. I think so. Were you guys um, sweating your balls off then? It wasn't that bad because the humidity wasn't very high and it was a little bit windy. And we just, you know, for the most part, just stayed inside and had the blinds down. So the heat didn't get in very much. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it would be funny to see what your guess was and how far off. Yeah, I was, I was way off. off. Yeah, way off. Now, the thing is, sometimes in Denmark in the summer, when it's like, let's say, close to 100 Celsius or sorry, close to 100 Fahrenheit when it's really hot is that it gets insufferable because of the humidity. So if it's actually summer humid in Denmark and it's hour hot, you will find it way less tolerable than when it's 110 for you. Because yeah, yeah. Like, when if it's, it's humid, it's very Even bad. if it's, again, I'm sorry for the people that use the real metric system, uh, but I don't know it very well. If it's like 80 degrees Fahrenheit, but it's humid, it's miserable. Absolutely miserable. But if it's like 110 here... I don't really mind it because it's not humid. Yeah, if it's dry. Yeah. But it, it's it been exceptionally hot uh, this summer. 
even for us. The so. the worst the worst uh, heat we've ever been in, both of us, was still Manila Major, right? Oh, that yeah. was for me by far. It was yeah. not even close. Yeah, that I was think. Bad. I think the Manila Major was like 40 Celsius, so like 105 to 110 Fahrenheit, and it was so fucking humid. It was terrible. Yeah, that was the worst. Like we would be outside. If I stood outside for two minutes or just a minute, I started feeling really uncomfortable. So I was literally just outside to pass from building A to B with air conditioning because there was like people were standing outside having a cigarette. I was like, how is that possible? When I stood outside, talked to someone for a minute, I started getting a headache. Within 30 seconds, uh, your balls start to sweat. That's what I call it the ball sweat weather. And I, it makes you very uncomfortable. So I felt, I, I remember when you went from inside the hotel to just the moment you got outside the doors, you could feel your hands just being mm. like, Literally, you could just feel the moisture on your hands instantly when you got outside the door. It's very, yeah, it was very uncomfortable, very bad. But the event was cool, so yes, wish Alliance did better. All right, wait, wait, you were coaching for that one? That was the event I was coaching. Oh, I see. Uh, you cost him 10k a day for that, by the way. (laughs) Uh, okay, so let's go over the full DPC since we've had a week off, essentially, which is because I. Uh, was very tired, <laughs> and I was doing tiebreakers well, at the yeah, same time, and, and with travel and all that shit. So, actually worked out with that week break. But, um, I guess we can go over each region, and then I want to talk about the rankings for TI, uh, and then we can talk about whatever and for the next yep. uh, topic. So, for Western Europe, which is one of the two regions that I covered and you covered, Tundra first. Liquid second, OG third, Entity fourth. So they will be going to the major. Team Secret and Gaming Gladiators end up staying Div 1. Gaming Gladiators was in a tiebreaker situation with Goon Squad, but they did win. So Goon Squad and Alliance are back to Div 2, which they were in last season. And they're going to be replaced by Nigma and I don't know who the other team is. I haven't looked. Let's see. Is um, it Bram? Nope. Into the, Into the breach. It was many expected it to be Brain, but they kind of sucked this season, so it wasn't Brain. Um, okay. Yeah, speaking of tiebreakers, there were three of them. There was a tie for second and also a tie for going to the major, which Secret lost to Entity 2-1. to one. So, um, yeah, Secret miss out once again. This has probably been Secret's worst season in the history of the brand, right? I think, or the org. I think so. Uh, like, they've had bad tournaments. Like, they had a bad placement at TI once, and they've maybe had a bad major, but they've missed two or three premier events in a row. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened before I think since they made the org. For this stretch of time, so. it's been their worst stretch, I think, yeah, for sure. I think so. This last half year has been Secret's worst. So, that's... um that's tough for them, you know? It's It makes it harder to get the players that you want. It's harder to... Now, you, know, you I, don't get to go to the majors you want. I know this is a very convoluted question, or it could be the opposite. Maybe I'm oversimplifying it. I can't remember the last time I've seen a player on a Tier 1 team, which I would say Secret is among Tier 1. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a player, like Nisha is the example, that has looked so much better than literally everybody in the server consistently. And they're still struggling to win. I can't remember the last time I've seen that. And is it because his, like, is he actually playing? 
this is a very stupid question. Is he actually playing that much better than everybody? Or is he being enabled in ways that we can't see? Or does, is Seeker just like sucking and he's the only one playing well? Um, I think he is being enabled, but I also think he stands out. I think he's individually just outperforming his team this season. I don't think he always has been. I think there's been times when Nisha wasn't the best player on the team or didn't have the strongest performances. But right now this season, I think there's like... In my mind, there's basically no doubt that he was, in a lot of their victories, he was carrying the game um, more than he should have to. Um, now, the thing I don't want to speculate about is why that happens. Like, if it's some strategic element or because they're uh, not gelling so well or they're making mistakes that they don't usually do, like, whatever it is, but you're 100% on the money. Like, Nisha just looked too much better than the others in their games. Um, so... I don't, I don't think he's necessarily playing the best he ever has. I think other teams, players on that team are not performing to their apex. And in this, in this time with all these other teams that you're facing in Division One in Europe, you need, to, you need to be on the ball or you lose games. And then, you know, a 4-3 scoreline wasn't enough for four slots. You need, to, you need to win one more series and then you're there. So yeah. It was close. Like, it wasn't like Secret bombed out and played awful. Uh, but... You know, but their play it with the felt potential very, of their team, you would expect them to get to major. Their right? play felt very inconsistent. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't like a complete trash showing for sure. Yeah. But mainly because of Nisha, I feel like. Yeah, he, I, I think if if Nisha didn't stand out as much as he did and shine as much as he did, I don't think they would have won four series. I think they would have won three. Probably. Just three. They could be Div 2. I don't think it would have been that bad. I think if Nisha played like, let's say, 90 or 80% of what he did this tournament, I don't think they would have lost two or three additional series off that, but yeah. they would have probably lost one. Uh, some of the games were pretty close that they ended up winning. So for North America, we again had a three way tie for the top and the bottom, as fucking expected. Quincy Crew goes <laughs> into the final series undefeated in both series and games, and they lose in stomps to EG. So usual. EG forces a three-way tie between EG, Quincy Crew, and Nouns. And kind of as expected, EG wins. Quincy Crew gets second, so they'll both go into the major. Nouns, sadly, do not. So they'll stay Div 1, but they don't go to the major. TSM ends up fourth, which was the big surprise, but a lot of people feel like they were just kind of taking it easy to some degree. I don't know how, much, how true that actually is. but uh, I don't really buy that in general. Like, I I just don't. I feel like these players want to go to the major. Like, this is what you live for, you know, as a pro Dota player. I don't think you're going to take it easy in a major qualifier. Yeah. If you take it easy, it might be in, like, some third-party tournament with a relatively small prize pool or whatever. Or, you know, maybe it's during the off-season and one of your players is on holiday or you're taking a semi-break as a team, whatever it is. But, come on, like, these teams are not... I feel like that's kind of... I don't want to say necessarily disrespectful, but I just think it's... It's a little bit unfair also to the teams that beat them, right? So it's kind of like you're just giving them a pass. You're like, yeah, they're already qualified to TI, so they aren't really trying. Maybe and uh, it just maybe, diminishes the accomplishments of a team like Nouns getting six and one, right? Which I think is really impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's so. one good storyline is that Nouns has kind of, I, I wouldn't put them in the same tier even as TSM yet, but uh, they have looked a lot better, which is good to have another team in NA. But I think if you compare it to like basketball, since I always like to make these traditional sports examples, mm -hmm. like maybe taking it easy is not the right wordage, 
But in like in basketball, if you're up 20 points, it's it's not like you're actively saying, okay, let's not try as hard. But subconsciously, you're not trying as hard because you're up 20 points because you're doing so well. And that can definitely happen in in Dota as well. Now, for this to happen throughout I, an entire season, that's where I don't fully buy it. I agree with you. Like a I game also or think two, the like analogy, the analogy is more comparable to if you're locked in, right? Like, let's say you're five and zero in your division, mm. and you know you're going to the major with five and two. Then you know there's still stuff to play for. You can get first place and get more DPC points, but ultimately the big prize for these teams is going to the major and playing on the big stage and trying to win, right? So I think that is the time that you could quote unquote coast a bit and maybe lose a series because you're kind of chilling. Uh, but I don't think these players and these teams do that until they've made the major. That's my point. I think that's when you might see some teams let loose a little bit, if anything. Um, but yeah, I just honestly think TSM were just not good enough this time. Um, and they were outmatched in multiple series and that's, that's all it is. I think they were trying, um, but they were beat fair and square by better teams this time. Um, the silver lining for them, like you said, they're going to TI, right? So that's obviously huge, no matter what. Um, that's right. Uh, yeah, in that tiebreaker, by the way, the EG Quincy Nouns one, uh, the third game, so the Quincy Nouns ones, which decided everything, was actually very close for quite a while and looked scary for Quincy. So for a moment when I was watching, I was like, <laughs> it's fucking happening again. Man. Yeah. It's actually happening again. Dude, I would have been crushed the season. I would have been so sad for them. Holy shit. Uh, it, it's. It's kind of a shame here because I really want Nouns to go to the major as well because I think it's really cool to see the improvement of a team like that in the division and, you know, some of the players. We both really like Z-Freak, for example. So that would have been really cool. Uh, but at the same time, man, I'm I'm happy Quincy made it too, right? It was like, for me, that was a series where there was there was no terrible and no awesome outcome. I wanted both teams to go and I really wanted neither team to lose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Do you think, uh, based on what you saw, mm -hmm. NA is so weird. Because, yeah. let's be honest, like, 6 through 8, that's not that's not Div 1. That's not Div not 1 uh, caliber. Mm -hmm. uh, having said that, I maybe I'm biased, I still think a third slot would make more sense now. That there's four teams that are good. I think there's a case to be made for that, but the question is where do you take the slot from? Yeah. I think that's the hard part because I don't think any of the other regions is not showing enough results to deserve the ones they have. Um, let's see. So some people are going to be like, Lawson, EU always sucks, but it's just not like... I think it's very selective memory when people say that. You know, OG won the last major, so obviously that was a very strong team out of the region. Tundra, ha Tundra got third. Mm. Um, so even if a couple of teams don't necessarily have the strongest performance, the region is very competitive, at least recently, at major events. So fairness, or to be fair, China wasn't there. Like, who knows how it would look? But I'm just, I'm looking through the regions right now. I don't know where you would take a slot from. I think the closest one to give one to NA would probably be Eastern Europe. But I also think it's a little bit unfair given the whole situation that Eastern Europe has had recently, right? They haven't really had so much of a chance to show that they've still got it. Mm -hmm. So I hope they get to do that in Arlington. But, yeah. So that's NA. Yep. And speaking of Eastern Europe, the three that are going to the major from one to three are Outsiders, Navi, 
and Team Spirit, they were all tied going into the tiebreakers. And surprisingly, Team Spirit lost both their games. So they will be third ranking. Uh, Bet Boom, One Move, and Mind Games were in the middle of the pack. And then the two that get uh, relegated are Pari Parni and Rune Eaters. That's a cool name. Rune Eaters. I like that. Yeah. Rune Eaters actually had a very, like, for a team that ended one and six, they had a really good game score. They went six and 12 and won one series. So that means on average, they won two every series they played. Oh, you're a robot. Uh, they just couldn't close it out. You're turning into a robot, they just close young it man. You okay? As in, I'm lagging or? Yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what else would it mean? All right, let's pause it real quick. I don't know. I did some math. So yeah. you're like. <laughs> Stop doing math. If I robot, it's good. You're good. Go ahead, Cinderin. You're a robot. All right. So I was so I was saying when I was roboting that Rune Eaters, I think for a team with a one six scoreline, they uh they got six and twelve in games. So effectively they averaged a one two score every game, which I think for all the like across the bottom of Div One, they're probably the team that had the best score that got relegated. Mm-hmm. Um they just couldn't close it out when it mattered the most. That's and hilarious. That's Looking at the team that stays, which is Mind Games, went 3-12. and 12. <laughs> Yep. Got a way worse score, but they won the tiebreaker, so that's what matters. Yep. Um, yeah, like you said, Outsiders finishing first. That is obviously, if you're unfamiliar with them, that is the VP team, but they're currently not allowed to play under their brand name because of affiliations with the Russian government uh, for part of the ownership of the VP org. So they're playing as outsiders, but this is a team that has what it takes to get really high placements in general. I think Eastern Europe is going to look strong in Arlington if they all get to go. I think all three teams have great top eight, top six, top four potential. Um, So yeah, I'm expecting at least one of these teams to finish top six. I would be very surprised if none of them do. Um, And I don't think it's a surprise if they get top three, honestly. Uh, One of them. I don't think more than one will, but... The cool thing is it could be any of them because all three teams are very strong and competitive. So, EG's getting second, by the way. 100%. (laughs) There's no way that's Oh, yeah, we didn't mention that from NA. I think my clear favorite from that region for Arlington will be EG. I I think they've just caught up. They're back in form and they're looking better. I know they end the series or the season with the same score as Quincy, but Quincy beat them, or rather, the series that EG lost to Nouns was early on, and after that, they just looked unstoppable. Yep. Uh, when they warmed up. So high expectations there. China, which I would argue is the most competitive region. My gut, the score lines are insane. So the yeah. top four, which will go to the major, are Royal Never Give Up, Aster, Extreme Gaming, and LGD. Yeah, which LGD we'll, barely got in there. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk a bit about LGD yeah. a little later. Uh, so Aster Aries and Ehome stay in Div 1, but not going to the major, and Vici and Dandelion will drop Vici to Div 2. relegated from Div 1. Yeah. Let that sink in for a second. That is so crazy to but just look at. The score line, other than Dandelion, which went 1 and 6, like these are the score lines. 5-2, That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. That, I think, is the most competitive region Uh for me at least, and you know that they're going to do really well at Arlington if they... I mean, we don't know yeah. anything about it, right? If they're actually going to be able to make it. but If the Chinese teams make it and with full roster and in full shape, I expect two of them to be top six, at least. 
I think. It's, to be fair, you do say this every time, and every mm-hmm. time you're wrong. Yep. I'm ready to be wrong again. Okay, keep I've it up. I've proven my worth in SAP segments, so don't worry. I will. <laughs> That's true. That's on another level. Uh, if we move on to SEA, the three teams that will be going to the major are Boom, Talon, Fnatic, and the teams that stay, RSG, T1, which is the surprising one for a lot of people, and Team SMG. And then the, the relegations are Enigma Galaxy SEA and Polaris Esports. Uh, cool to see Talon there. That's my main takeaway. I think Boom Fanatic is not really surprising. Um, most people preseason would probably pick T1 to be the last slot over Talon. Uh, but RSG and T1 were still showing you know, some good form. So were SMG in some situations. But I think... Talon ending 6-1 and one here is the really cool story for me. They came from Div 2. Uh, they've been warming up, and they're, they're on a heater right now. So we'll see how far they can go. And I'm happy for, um, I'm happy for KP. I really like KP. So. Yeah, he's a likable guy. Yeah. And Strong then team. I believe the last region is South America. Did I skip anything? I don't think so. South nope. America, the two teams going are Thunder Awaken and Beast Coast, who won a uh, a tiebreaker against Infamous. Uh, it was a best of three, so it wasn't like a best of Whenever one. Whenever it we really were... matters, Beast Coast will always win a series in this region. It feels when it matters like it, the most, yeah. they win. So the teams That's that stay Div 1 are Infamous, Tempest, SG, Wolf, and teams getting relegated are Infinity and Hokori. Uh, but looking forward to seeing, I mean, South America was the coolest region probably at the last major. Like the one that I think most people were rooting for, the underdog story. And they both looked really good, especially Thunder Awaken. Uh, We'll see if they can repeat. It's kind of weird to say that they, you know, Thunder Awaken looked more impressive, but they still got the same placement. Unfortunately for them, right? Like both teams got top six, but nobody got top four. Yeah. There's uh there's improvements to be made. I am personally always hoping for a deep run for South America. I think it's really good for the game. Um, so I think this time the competition is going to be even tougher than last. If China gets there, China generally has SA's number pretty hard in these na- international lands. So we'll see. Um, I hope to be proven wrong there. But with them there, I think the chance of a repeat of two top sixes is a lot lower. But yeah. Would make it even more impressive if they pull it off. Same for so. EU, though, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I also think I, I th- if China is there, the average placement for the other regions will go down. China will not take the bottom spots. It's just not happening. Um, but it's a matter of how many they get in the top six. We'll see. All right, let's discuss the DPC point rankings. I'm going to put a graphic mm-hmm. up on the screen. Oh, a graphic. There you go. So the teams that are 100% going to TI, that is, are Thunder Awaken, PSG, LGD, TSM, and OG. Yeah. And you can see the teams that are, I guess we have to explain this for the people that are on audio. There's a bunch of teams that are in red, which means they literally cannot get directly invited to TI anymore because they didn't make it to the major. And there's a bunch of teams that are kind of open for interpretation. Obviously, 12 teams will get invited and 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, there's 18 teams technically eligible, uh, which I guess we'll quickly list 
Beast Coast, Tundra, Gaiman, Boom, EG, Fnatic, Spirit, Aster, Liquid, RNG, Outsiders, Quincy Crew, Extreme Gaming, Navi, and Talon. So that's 15. Huh? That's 15 teams. I think you said 18. I was counting the four. You know, just like, uh, I, I miscounted again, but I was counting the teams from that are already invi- going to get invited 100%. Okay. So out of those... Oh, sure. That's right. So it's 19. So 19 yeah. technical teams can get in. Only 12 be invited. Four are already locked in. Uh, yep. I believe the points at the top, 1296, is that the average points? What is that, that is the threshold you need to cross to be guaranteed in. And the reason it is 1296 is that it's one more than what Beast Coast has. Because okay, if Beast Coast get points at all, I think they're a lock. I think that's how it looks. It's something like that. Then there's not enough teams that can overtake them. Um, so that's why it's one more than what they have. Realistically speaking, I think teams like Beast Coast Tundra are... I don't know how high percentage. We're talking over 90% mathematically in. We need like some really specific series of events to happen. Um, Gaiman are pretty safe, but not guaranteed. Um, and I think same for Boom. After that, I think the percentages drop off pretty significantly. This is something you talk to Knoxville about, though. He runs all the fucking simulations on this. And I don't understand how it works, but I understand, obviously, the, the potential here, right? Um, I think what's interesting, let's do this. Pick a red team that you think will make TI. A red that? team? Yeah. So not the fully red ones, but the ones that are not top 12 right now. Uh, T1? They can't make it. Well, oh, I mean, red teams I mean, for that... the major, not fully red. The ones that are thirteen to twenty-two, but they aren't oh, blocked, okay. like fully, fully blocked down. Okay, a team you think will make it via the major? Royal never give up. Yeah, that's my pick as well. I knew you're gonna go with China yeah. as usual, but I, I think Liquid have a really good chance too. They need less points, and they've been looking solid. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people are hoping for Quincy. I think this mountain is probably going to be a bit too much to climb. They need a lot of points because they changed their roster. Mm. Um, they have quite a way to go, and so do Outsiders. Um, I think for Talon and Navi, it's going to be qualifiers. They need too many points. I think Navi needs to basically win the major or something to get enough points here. Uh, that's what we're looking at, and same for Talon. What about, Maybe second place is enough. What about the teams but, that are not able to do anything at the major? To go through uh, the TI so qualies or whatever they're called. That's only gaming gladiators, right? Oh, you mean the fully red ones? Yes, fully red ones. Oh, I see. Um, who's going to go to the major? It kind of ends up being which teams have less competition left, right? So I think Bet Boom is one of them. And what do you call TI? Is it the thirty teams or is it the ones that get out of the play-in as well? I mean, yeah, that overcomplicates it. Let's say... Because if you're saying all 30 teams, I think both Nouns and Quincy will go, for example. Yeah, but not... Okay, so not that. So the ones that are top 18 at TI. Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I think T1. Team Secret. That's probably it. Okay, I'm confused by something. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe Infamous as well, actually. Because I think Beast Coast will go to... T- yeah, maybe Infamous too, actually. Those three. All right, hold on. I don't want to say something really stupid, so... You know, I, know, I know you're used to it, but... Mm-hmm. I'm seeing something weird on here, and I need to double-check. Uh, let's okay. see. 
Western Europe. Entity. Okay, this is not stupid. Entity mm-hmm. made the major. Yeah. Why? They can't get enough points why are they, they win the major. Why are they red? I don't understand. How can he not have enough points to go to TI if you win the fucking third major, which is, gives you more points? I think it might not give enough. How is that possible? That's so stupid. Well, that's it, dumb. Okay, well then, <laughs> I can't say for a fact that this graphic is fully correct. Maybe maybe they can technically make it, but I, I do think, I don't know how many points you get for winning the third major, but I would expect it's less than a thousand. So. Okay, well that's strange. I mean, if something like that happened, like people get mm-hmm. really upset, right? Like, understandably. I feel like stuff like this should Dude, be... If Entity win the major, that would be so fun. If you win the major, that should just <laughs> auto-get you into TI, period. Like, if a team that wins a major doesn't get into TI, that's just weird, in my opinion. But you could, you could make that as, like, a caveat in the rules. But the thing is, what Valve are trying to avoid is that a team that wins a major can just coast and chill until TI, right? Which, like I said, I don't think teams will, but there's something about competitive integrity and keeping the regions... On their toes. Well, we'll talk about competitive um, integrity in a in a few moments uh, because yeah. I don't think that's being avoided anyway. <laughs> so, to me at least, that is moot. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, right. so I guess there's nothing really to talk about in terms of the Arlington Major since we kind of went over those teams. So let's yeah, we've covered everything. Let's go over to our SAP segment of the day. You love it. You waited for it. Remember, playing Dota 2 requires skill for multitasking, pattern recognition, strategizing, leadership, and social skills. SAP is looking for exactly those skill sets in various areas like development and technology, sales, and consulting. Put your stamp on SAP's market-leading portfolio used by 94% of the world's 500 largest companies and bring your skills to work with the latest technologies. Join a dynamic and diverse group of people and develop your career. Check out SAP's open positions at jobs.sap.com or by clicking the link in the description of the video or audio. So, Cinderin, mm-hmm. you have a question for me. I do. Is it 2-0 now? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's 2-0. Just checking. It might be 3-0 after this one because you're, you've done way better recently or, well, in the last five than in the first 15 or whatever. Let's see. All right. Which of the following is Pudge number one in among the ticketed games? Okay. Is it A, average deaths per minute? <laughs> is it B, buybacks in a single match? C, pings per minute in a single match? Or D, smoke spot per minute in a match? You know, I... I... It's going to be wrong, but I have to go with deaths. That is correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. Average deaths per minute. Do you want to guess what do you think it is? Average. What do you think average deaths per minute is in Ticket of Games? I mean, it can't be. It's got to be a fucking decimal then, right? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, let's see. Like, for example, 0.5 would be dying every second minute, which is, you know, crazy. Right. I'm so going to say 0.15. All right, it's 0.24. So on average, every Pudge four dies minutes. every fourth minute. Yeah. <laughs> he shares the first place with uh, two heroes, actually. They have the same 
Okay. Do you want to guess? Two. Maybe you can guess techies. one of them. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I'm impressed. It's two if heroes. If you guess the last one, if you guess the last one, I'm really impressed. It's two heroes that hurt themselves. I know that Centaur is not going to be the other one. Uh, let me look at the hero list here. So most deaths per minute, huh? I'll give you a hint. The last one is not an old hero. It's not an old hero. Hoodwink. That's definitely not right. No. Okay, what is it's it? Marcy. Really? That's Which makes a lot of sense because a lot of the time she will jump in, throw someone back, and then she'll die. Oh, I see. Remember we talked about that, right? I didn't realize she was that high on average deaths, but I feel like Marcy does die a lot. Hmm. So it kind of checks out. All right, three um, zero, Cinderin. Three zero, man! You actually went for the deaths one <laughs> because it cracked you up. I, I thought you more clever. Yeah, I thought you were trying to bait me. I thought it was a yeah, switcher. It wasn't bait. Okay, who has the? So last week we asked who has the highest win percentage this patch after buying an axe. This time, of course, who has the highest win percentage this mm -hmm. patch after buying a shard? Is it Elder Titan, Tide Hunter, Viper? Oracle. So purchasing a shard, highest win percentage. What's the Oracle shard? Who buys that shit? What were my options? Tide, Viper, Oracle, and ET? Uh, Elder Titan, Tide Hunter, Viper, Oracle. So I feel like Tide usually buys it when he's winning to Siege. Viper kind of does too, but he buys it more often. I just I need to quickly look at the shards. I actually don't know these by heart because okay. these heroes don't get played very much or buy them. So Echo Stomp Autocast with the teleport or Oracles. Do you know Oracle Shard? No. Is it the is, uh, is it the Invis? They've changed oh, it's it so the many fade times. Fade Invis on False Promise, dude. If it's that one, that's just ridiculous. All right, I'm gonna go with my gut as usual, which always gets me far. I'm gonna say Tide. Uh, the correct answer is Tide Hunter. You. I don't know whether to celebrate. I don't know whether to celebrate or be sad. I've, I feel like the streak has been so good. You have finally. It has been over a year. It has to be. You got your first one correct. Unfucking. I got it right with reasoning, not with random selection. Amazing! It happened. So I thought that this one was gonna be a trick question almost because tide seems like it would be the correct answer between yeah. tide and viper so pretty much same as my deaths one that's right but actually tide 74 percent win rate elder titan so 72 viper 69 nice and oracle slightly less 69 so. it would be funny if oracle buying the shard was sub 50 <laughs> <laughs> i could have done that i guess you would never have known i guess uh, Actually, you should do. You could do that for one of your next questions. You're always about the top. Like, let's look at the worst win rates. Oh yeah, shards. we can do that. Index. Easy. I want to see that. All right. So the question from last week was uh, the building damage one. So I'm going to bring up a graphic real quick. So as you guys can see, the correct answer was forty thousand seven hundred and nine building damage in one game, the most ever. And it was by a tiny, actually. It was 23 Savages tiny at TI-11. That's very recent. <laughs> Against TSM. And it did not have an IO in it. By TSM, I mean Undying, of course. 
Uh, he played Tiny and did more than 90% of the team's building damage. The Creeps, just to give you an example, did 4,400 damage. And there was backdoor protection damage and also melee racks and thrown regening HP back. So that did count yeah. towards it. Yeah. Uh, the closest person that got this right, although they guessed the wrong hero, was Woos M, W-E-U-S-M, who, well, first he he asked to explain my mod in a more, I'll just read it. Hey, could you explain in a bit more detail how your new game compares to Atomic War? It sounds very similar in both concept and execution. Thanks. And he guessed SAP Esports DP 41,000 damage, which as you guys can see, I mean, it is right that this rounds up to 41,000 damage. So good job. Good job, buddy. Also, Cinder said 17,000 damage. I said 25, so I got it right. And I chose chose the right hero. The moment I said, the moment I looked at the health of the towers, I was like, I'm going to be so fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, we were both horribly yeah. wrong on the, the damage. Yeah, for that sure. was terrible. So the next question comes from Mr. Joel Isaiah, who asks, which 10th picked hero has the lowest win rate? So Ooh. this time the hero matters. And if no one is correct, it'll be checked with... Uh, of the written heroes who has the lowest win rate among them. So Marcy is not included because she has a small sample size. So anybody but Marcy and obviously Primal Beast isn't in, in the game. Uh, so just to clarify, if people aren't too familiar with Captain's Mode, 10th picked is the last pick of the entire draft because there's 10 heroes. All right. right. So if you want to guess, be sure to type in hashtag SAP Esports with the hero name. Pretty simple. What hero? Oh my God. So this lowest. Is so difficult. 10th pick, lowest win rate. And I need to look at a hero list real quick. Oh my god, this is impossible. Yeah, this is pretty impossible. All right, it's going to be a strength hero because I don't feel like looking at the other attributes right now. So I'm going to go with, I'm just going to do a one out of three <laughs> to start things up. Just got to filter somehow, you know. Uh... So typically you're last picking something as the trump card, right? Yes. It has to be a real shit pick. Like, why would you do this last pick? You know, I'm actually going to go with something. It's not a strength hero. I'm going to go with something that might seem like a really shit answer. And I'm going with Meepo. I was I was thinking in that direction as well, but I just don't. I have more faith in the teams than that. I think when they last pick Meepo or Brood, it's because it's going to win more than half the time. Right, and I'm the thinking, last pick with the worst win rate has to be sub fifty, right? It I, just has to be. I agree. But this is not just like tier one pro Dota, right? This is ticketed. That's games. true. It's all ticketed so games. That's very. I true. have don't. I don't have faith in regular humans at semi pro level. Right. That's a good point. I'm looking at it from the top tier perspective, not from all. All right. I, I had a gut feel. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say Pudge. There's going to be a lot of moments where it's like, <laughs> trust me, bro. Yeah, that's probably It's going to be a trust me, bro game. Last pick Pudge, and yeah. it's going to suck ass because they're not good at the hero. So I go with Pudge. Okay, perfect. So thanks again to SAP Esports. Uh, type in your answers in the chat. Okay. So from here... Uh, okay, I'll quickly answer the guy's question, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Sure. Uh, the good promo for your mom. Yep. Thank you very much. What what was the question? Uh, how it compares to it's similar to Atomic War because you don't have an economy. Uh, the gold does, the gold resets every round, and like the order and the spells that you have, it goes in from left to right. So they'll try to cast from left to right, but there's no like you don't buy bodies really. It's you buy spells only, so you can put spells on any body you want, and the more you more duplicates you find of a specific spell, the more it upgrades. And it goes in thresholds of three, six, nine, like auto chess. So you get three of one spell, it becomes a max level spell in Dota. If you get six, it becomes a what we call a super, which a lot of times is like a shard or a talent. And then nine is the ultimate version. It's like the Gaben is what it's called, which is either like an Aghanim Scepter or an item like a Heart of Tarrasque or Satanic or... It's something completely custom that we made. So it sounds... I think most of them, most of them are creative ideas that you guys had. I think you're selling it a little bit short, making it sound like that was the tertiary thing. I think most Gabins are custom stuff. Yes, that is true. So give you an idea. Icarus Dive Gaben, which nobody gets. When you dive, meteor hammers rain from the sky, Sindarin. Like 10 of them. Yep. It's fucking awesome, actually. Okay, you put a topic down, which I know less about than you, so I'll let you take it. Yeah, so we had a couple of, I don't know if you want to call it drama, but just, you know, shit situations. Uh, so I think, if I'm not mistaken, this was actually the series that qualified Beast Coast to the major. Uh, let me just confirm that before I say something stupid, but I do think so. Um. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, um, right. Entertain people for a moment, Shannon. I want to make sure I say this. Yeah, right. la 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 la. There it is. Okay, I found it. All right. So, um, basically, what happened was in a pub game on stream. I'm not sure whose stream it was, uh, but K1 from Beast Coast, also known as Hector. Uh, made a racist comment, whether it was in jest or because he was tilted or whatever it was. Uh, he made one towards Febby, who, as I've read from a, a Febby tweet later, he came clear with Febby in, a, in private. He apologized to him and, you know, felt bad about the whole thing. So that's, you know, very admirable. I think solving that privately is completely fine. Uh, so I just want to commend that, that, you know, he reached out and did something about it. Um, either way, the short version is... He said something you don't say, and he got banned for a series, which was the series against Thunder Awaken, actually, that was going to decide who got first place in the division. So K1 Hector was benched or had to be substituted for in that one series, and they got absolutely fucking shit-stomped by Thunder Awaken in that series. Holy crap. 30 minutes and 15 minutes. 15? <laughs> for the game times. 15. Holy shit. Before they called GG in the second game. So absolutely just run over. Um, must be funny being the stand-in in that series, but um, <laughs> yeah, then he was back uh, after the penalty. He was back against Infamous, like we talked about, and they won that two-zero. Um, so, yeah, that was just a bit of news to cover. Uh, would love if pro players stopped, or any player, of course, in pubs, stopped making racist remarks, stopped being toxic in general, or just you know, feel like we can do better. Uh, and to me, the the bright side of this story or the upside is compared to a lot of other drama we've had of this kind with people, you know, just ultimately being 
punished by their orgs or making a public statement or whatever. I feel like going personally, going out of your way to message the person that you did wrong and apologize to them directly, yeah. I think is, is admirable. I think that is what you do. And I want to commend him for that. Even though he was an idiot, at the very least, he handled it the correct way afterwards, which is you apologize yep. to the guy. I mean, we've had a lot of instances where, like you said, they don't go privately. They just make a public PR statement. And it's obviously yeah. very fake. Like they were made to do it. It's not genuine at all. Uh, obviously, yeah. people can change. They can grow. So, uh, yeah. so that that is a that is good news here. And I wish if people cross the line in their games that they apologize to the person that they did it to, rather than to Twitter, because it's more personal and it seems more honest and it seems more real that you talk to the guy that you were being an ass to. Uh, Febby apparently wasn't particularly insulted to begin with. He's like, it's Dota, it's toxic, but I feel like that's just, you know, like, Febby is a nice guy, he's very cuddly, he's very friendly, and he puts up, he would put up with something like that, no problem. I just don't think that should be the takeaway here that it's okay because it's Dota. Right. I feel like that's just a cop-out for people that are toxic assholes, and I don't want that. So, uh, But it was nice they sorted it out, so that's good. Uh, let's continue the drama train with the next one, which got some attention but not that much so essentially in china during the qualifier or during the playoffs or whatever you want to call it during the tiebreaker there was the word i was looking for uh so we had a how many way tie was it we had a four-way tie for second which was played between aster extreme gaming lgd and aster aries um, and what happened during this tiebreaker was that at one point after LGD beat Ares, they were guaranteed, because of the results of other series, they were guaranteed going to the major, and they forfeited a game against Extreme Gaming, and the reason they gave was that they wanted more time to prepare for their upcoming LAN in Riyadh. Um, I oh. believe it is, right? LGD are there, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, Lol, by the way. So there's some controversy here where some people are like, oh, it's LGD, you know, stacking China because if other, if this and that, there's better chances that we get more Chinese teams at TI or whatever. Like whether they forfeit this or not, there's the same amount of Chinese teams that go to the major. So this doesn't change anything. If they would have played the series and won, it would have been either the same team that went or another one. Um, the thing that is up for discussion here, primarily for me, is whether this should be allowed for competitive integrity's sake in general, right? Because let's say you're extreme gaming who LGD just forfeited against. You're happy, right? You're like, cool. Yeah, we would love to go to the major. Um, but if you're one of the teams that doesn't make it, it's a little bit like... Yeah. Th this would have had an impact, right? Or was it extreme gaming going no matter what? Hang on, let me look. So Astro going no matter what because they won two series... Wait, did this series even matter? Am I reading this right? I couldn't tell so you. So four-way tie, right? So it was a four-way tie. Aster won two series before this, so they were in, 100%. Extreme Gaming and LGD won one each, and Ares lost two. Okay, the series actually didn't matter. So what was the drama about? If this is in chronological order, which I think it is. Oh, it's for points, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if LGD... Okay, now I now I get the controversy again. So LGD were... are already guaranteed TI. They have enough points from previous Yeah, so they're essentially gifting points to the team they forfeited yes. to. Yes, 
So that's the thing. Okay, now I'm on board with it again, because I was like, the same teams would go regardless. But effectively, by getting fourth, LGD is quote-unquote boosting the region in points because Extreme Gaming get third and therefore get more points and a higher chance of going to TI directly. Still very low chance. They need to get a very high result at the major uh, to get there. I think they need to get top three, if not even second, to have enough points. Uh, yeah, so the discussion here, and I, I'm curious about your perspective. Should this be allowed at all? Whatever the reason is, so you be allowed to forfeit a game. Yeah, in it's. I think there's. I can see both sides actually. I first of all, I hate that this happened. I think that's stupid, and you should try to find ways in the rules to. So here's the thing that makes it tricky because you can say, yeah, force them to play. So betting is very big, especially in China, and there's been tons of rumors about teams doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing, especially in that region. So in a way, it's actually better that they didn't play because then there's no drama I on can top buy that. of that. Yeah. So that, that this part... This is the kind of game that there could be a lot of controversy because one team has way more to gain than the other. Did you say controversy? Controversy. Controversy? Controversy? <laughs> controversy. Wow. I don't think I've is ever heard... English? I've never heard even a British person say that before. Maybe I'm wrong. Controversy. Okay, anyway, you really took... <laughs> Really? You can say it both ways. Apparently. Wow. That is wow. Okay. I guess so that's British. There's My bad. One version is brain damage, the other version is normal. Anyway. Uh so the from, other one is brain damage. So from that side, I like but that's a shitty reason not to do it, right? Like that that's the whole that's betting. Kind of thing. acknowledging that the problem is there and you're yeah. avoiding it. So yeah. overall I don't like it. Uh I think it's not very good for the integrity of the game. Neither is throwing games for money. Uh, yeah, obviously. Which that's worse. That's even worse, obviously. So it could... The point is, it could have been worse, mm -hmm. but they're both bad. So yeah. I'm not a fan. Not a fan at all. All right, let me, uh, let me try to... Let's, let's take... Okay, two things. First of all, do you buy their reason? No, of course not, obviously. Not at all? No. Okay. Secondly, if LGD weren't mathematically into TI, do you think they would have forfeited this game? No. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Those two things are very aligned. I realize that. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I guess that uh, that it's a it's one fucking best of one. Yeah. Do you are you like rushing out of the door to get to the airport, or what's going on? Like they got to fill out those visas last minute. I guess probably <laughs> still getting on your plane if you play best of one the other day. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a bit, I have to say I'm a little bit disappointed because I'm a really big LGD fan. I think they're one of the, or well, I, I wouldn't say I'm like a big fan of any team in Dota. So let me retract that statement. But I really think they're one of the best teams and they set an example. Uh, also for the region, they have incredible results. They have amazing players. And I, I think this was not, unless there's something I'm missing and there was a better reason for this than what was just stated, I just feel like it's a bad look. Like just play the game. Uh... If you if you are hurrying to go to practice and spend your time on something else for the tournament, then play a strategy that needs to execute or whatever. Play something crazy. Uh, but then, like you said, maybe there's going to be allegations about match, fi match fixing. So I don't know. Like maybe it's a maybe you just have to play a normal best of one, and that and you can handle that for the sake of the league. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that to me is a bit disappointing because uh, I really like the team, but. 
We'll see. I think most likely, this is the silver lining, most likely in the end, this may ends up making literally zero difference. Um, yeah. But if it does exactly make a difference, I think it's going to be dug up again and there's going to be drama. Like, let's say Extreme Gaming, because of this, qualify barely over another team that gets 13th. That team will feel unfairly treated that Extreme didn't win fair and square against LGD in the league. Because that's what they had to do against all of their opponents in their own league. Yep. So... I mean, Let's hope that doesn't happen. It's the um, principle, or maybe of the hope thing. it does happen. I don't know because either way, there's going to. Well, that's the thing. Know. Like, well, first of all, the principle of the thing obviously is what I disagree with. So it doesn't matter if it will matter or not. But mm-hmm. even like, let's say Valve doesn't like it, and then they enforce it. That's going to it's going to be even worse. That's the sad part. I don't know how you fix something like this. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Uh, okay, and the last topic for Dota is the Riyadh Masters, which is now ongoing, and they have quite the list of teams, including PSG LGD, Secret, Spirit, OG, Tundra, Nigma Galaxy, which are now Div 1 again, so we can say they're good, uh, TSM, <laughs> Team Liquid, Royal Never Give Up, and the very famous The Boosters, the legends themselves, D boosters. D sorry, D boosters. The <laughs> <Da> boosters. <laughs> uh, this is Speaking a. Speaking of pronunciation, Chad, I think my controversy was better than no, da no, boosters. no, no. Contra- oh God, don't make me vomit again. Uh, so D booster. <laughs> D boosters is a Saudi Arabian team. Apparently, I don't know any of these players. Oh, I've heard of Mastermind, uh, but that's about it. So yeah, right. quite the star-studded. Uh, affair, if you want to call it that. And there's been some controversy, <laughs> as usual, because it is a Saudi Arabian <laughs> tournament. Uh, the whole whitewashing or sports washing, whatever the hell you call it these days. Uh, and I know some people are upset that some talent have agreed to work this event. And I'm not sure why. <laughs> like, So you can tell your perspective, and I'll just tell mine. So I was invited. I know we both were. I was invited. And first of all, I was born and I lived in Saudi Arabia for 10 years. Okay. I actually wouldn't mind going back there just to see what it's like. Because I haven't been back since I was 10. Uh, But having said that, I was asked to do this event. And I I said, I'm not really interested because it's not a great look. And obviously, there's, you know, shady stuff there. It's, you know. It's one of those weird situations. We talk about this all the time that, you know, some people can afford to not go to stuff like this. Mm. I'm lucky enough to be one of those people. Uh, And then there's the whole idea of being a hypocrite if you do go, which I don't really understand because, like, there's just, to sum up my feelings, there's so many issues in the world you can't really, I feel like if you worry about every issue, you're just going to go insane. That's how I look at it, at least. And... For this one, I'm not saying that, you know, the whole Saudi thing is like obviously a lot of fucked up shit. So my breaking point, and I'll be totally honest, because it's not like I'm like, no, I refuse to work this event. I asked for five times my day rate, <laughs> which which is astronomical. <laughs> like there's no way they're going to fucking do it. But if they do, then I'm like, I'd be a fucking moron not to go. Right. And they obviously said no instantly. So I, I don't I don't understand the whole getting mad at people for working events just because like it's not like they're supporting it 
like the the other stuff that goes behind the scenes right yeah i think i think it's it's always going to be a complex issue i think my short version of this is i was invited i wasn't interested uh for a couple of reasons but i don't judge people that go that's basically my tldr like which is kind of the same as what you said um i didn't even give a rate i just wasn't interested in working the event so but um but yeah i i think like just looking at the tournament itself and looking at the teams i think it's going to be you know it's probably going to be really exciting how especially toward the later portion it's also the fact that we have two chinese teams in international competition again we didn't see that at the major um and we've got the boosters maybe they can do a <laughs> pull some sort of uh amazing comeback obviously that is a uh it's the qualifying team from the saudi arabia qualifier uh and i think in order to play there they needed to have x players from the mena region i think they have two saudi arabian players is that it and then one jordanian so i think the majority right so they have three players from the region and then they have a kazakhstani and a bulgarian um so so they were able to qualify that way. Uh, I think they're not going to win a game because I think this is out of their league, but we'll see. You know, If they can at least make it exciting, that'll be cool. Um, yeah, I'm just, happy, I'm just happy to see third-party tournaments. Uh, and even though I know some people don't agree with you know, the people behind it, I guess, it's still good for the scene, honestly. Uh, I mean, it's $4 million prize pool. I just realized that. That's fucking insane. Mm. And the thing I, I find hilarious is people getting angry at talent for agreeing to go to this event, but not at the players that are. Yes, uh, I agree so with that. There's a well. several things here, right? Some of the players going are literal fucking millionaires already. Okay, can't mm-hmm. really compare that to like people casting. It's not even remotely close. So that's number one. Number two, the te- teams get paid. I don't know if you know this. This is something new since I took since I stopped doing tournaments way back when. Certain teams literally get paid to attend the event. So this is mm-hmm. not including prize pool that you get. You will literally make a shit, and it's not a small amount, okay? You get a shit ton of money just for going to the event. And it's not just this tournament. It's a lot of tournaments. These players are fucking rich as fucking shit. So if you're going to give mm. shit to anybody, which I don't think you should either way, uh, it just, it's, if you're talking about hypocritical behavior, that's being a hypocrite, is <laughs> bashing yeah, talent that are trying to make a living versus people that are literally fucking just swimming in money, right? So I think part of the argument that I saw, which is kind of hilarious in, in terms of like the mental gymnastics around that, was that the players need to go because they need the money. It's like the it's like it's you know upside down. I think on average, at least with the, you know for maybe a team like D Boosters, you could you know make that argument because they don't have that international pedigree and they haven't played these tournaments. But like all these Center other teams, Center Let's, literally every other team. <laughs> Let's go through every roster. Okay, so PSG LGD they got second yeah. at TI. Uh, the amount they make on streaming and stuff in China is astronomical. Okay, I can't even mm-hmm. tell you how much they make per month. I'm not even gonna guess. Let's just say 20000 a month is what each player gets. That seems reasonable to me for a Chinese team that's of that caliber. Team Secret, obviously not their whole roster. Uh, like from the years of past with like the Yapsors and the Zai who's now on Liquid and whatnot. 
Puppy is a literal millionaire. Resolution got second at TI with DC. These players probably get 10K a month. Team Spirit. Because Crystalis is new. Yeah, that's and true. Zayas. Yeah, there's a couple players, sure. Team Spirit. Yeah. Again, I'm not yeah, saying okay. I'm not saying every fucking player on all these teams is a millionaire, but we're gonna go through most of them. Team Spirit, one mm-hmm. TI, millionaires. OG, they just won a major. Uh the organization is, is by fucking millionaires, and they're working some of them, Seb is working the event. Tundra. Not sure how much they make a month. Uh, of the tier one teams, I would actually expect them to make the least. Uh, I would Possibly. say I would say eight k a month. These are all just random guesses, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nigma Galaxy uh, through sponsorship and whatnot, they probably make fifteen thousand a month minimum. I'd be shocked if it's less than that. Uh, they have a huge fan base. Sumail's a millionaire. Oh, guess what? The rest of them are too because most of them won <laughs> TI and got second them. at TI. TSM. All right, this is NA Dota guys. They they probably don't make that much. Let's. This is maybe seven seven k a month. This is probably the lowest paid team of the entire event, other than the boosters. You think they get paid less than Tundra? Uh, I don't think so. Not. I mean, TSM is a big org. It is, know. but yeah, I, I don't know. That's just a guess. Uh, team mm-hmm. Liquid. They probably make twelve to fifteen k a month. And their stand-in is a millionaire because he won TI twice. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> no idea what Royal Never Give Up makes. This is just like PSG, I'm pretty confident, is astronomical. Not sure how that compares with other Chinese teams. But generally, if you're a good Chinese team, you're making a shit ton of money. So, yeah. These people make one one person on this team. Okay, how can you even compare this to what talent makes? <laughs> it's not even remotely close. It's not even remotely fucking close. So, yeah, I always find that comical that players get a a free pass in everything they do because they're yeah, pro the, players. I don't know where the argument or the perspective comes from that talent should be held to a different regard in these aspects. Like if it's something about, you know, age or what they're quote unquote have to do because of contractual obligations or whatnot. Or if it's like a leftover from, you know, for example, in StarCraft, I think the average top tier talent in StarCraft actually made more money than the players unless you were absolute top of the top, right? Because the prize money in StarCraft wasn't that high, but in Dota, it's astronomical by comparison to the caster wages if you get high placements, right? Yeah. So, so it, it's just, it's a different ball game, but this doesn't apply to all of esports. I think that's kind of important to keep in mind that in other games, I think the, how to say, the crevice between talent and players at the top, like top talent and top players, the difference in terms of like financial gain from the game is way smaller. I think Dota is the absolute biggest and it's not even close. If, if we were uh, casting League of Legends, we'd be yeah. millionaires. We would millionaires. make more money casting League. I mean, I think. Millionaires. I don't know. Easily millionaires. I don't know how, well, I don't know how much League I know how much tier, I don't know. I know how much tier two players make in League. Yeah, it's I like players 300k a year or think, something. I actually think in league the gap is pretty big too, though. I think in league the players also make significantly more than the casters. Okay. But I think in other games like maybe Rocket League or Cinder Starcraft, we'd be millionaires. Games. We'd be millionaires. League of Got Legends. Right. Uh, I mean, we could switch. So the only talent you guys should be harping on for taking money from a m- interesting, you know, backing is Jenkins. Of course, he's a piece of shit. We can all agree. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he uh, he'll accept any money. He'll do whatever you want. Just give him some money, and he'll do it. No questions asked. Okay, last topic of discussion, which is the coolest thing that has happened. One topic of the Rian Masters. 
That's right. Going from one end of the spectrum to the other, the James Webb Telescope. Obviously, this happened last week, but we didn't have an yeah. episode. We've been waiting for this for quite some time. It's a telescope that's being has been developed over a 20-year period, essentially. Uh, they launched in December, finally, into deep space, and it cooled down enough for them to take some cool pictures. I'm going to show one, which I'm sure everybody's already seen, but that's okay. This is a picture of, this is the, the farthest back in time that we've ever seen before. And it's kind of a collection of, again, I am not even an amateur at this. I'm a complete novice. But this is going back to, I think it's like 300 million years before the Big Bang. I think it was the, it's basically the farthest back we've ever looked by a long shot. And Every single little dot here is a full galaxy, Cinderin. And we've had pictures like this from the Hubble. I mean, I should say, we've had pictures of like galaxies in the same vein from Hubble, but not to this like uh, resolution. This is absurd. Like there's a little gravitational lensing going on where like you can see some things curving. They obviously mm -hmm. don't look like that. But every single dot here is a full fucking galaxy. Like, that is that is ridiculous. Have you seen some of the other pictures too? Like, this is obviously I think this is the one that most people have seen because it was the the first one that they really sorry I you know made a chat's big deal making out of. a big deal out of I I guess I said before the Big Bang is that what I said? I, yeah, obviously meant after. Thank you. Go ahead. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, that's <laughs> quite a big deal. We can see God's eyes, and he is a turtle. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so some of the other ones look, for lack of a better word, they look like something out of a, like out of a fantasy game, you know? Yeah. Like, it's kind of incredible how, like, I don't know what people have seen like that in the past with previous pictures from, from the universe or from, yeah, but the way it looks like cosmic landscapes almost is really fascinating to see. Um, even though it's just, you know, like stars and whatever, like, I don't know. I don't even know what that's called. Like dust. It almost, it looks like, it looks like sand. Some of the pictures, yeah. it's just like tons of sand that is glowing. Um, and it's just incredible. Like, uh, some of the pictures that they've seen. So I don't know what the, we've talked a little bit about the universe before on the podcast. I don't know what your like hope is with this aside from getting, you know, cool pictures, like, there's obviously really big things that we could discover, uh, mm -hmm. like maybe confirming some things about the universe that we think are true or, um, but like either way, it's just amazing images. If, if nothing else yeah. comes of it, I don't, I don't have any other, that is kind of crazy. I don't have any other examples to show, but they came out with like a variety of stuff. First of all, when I was watching, it was president Joe Biden presenting this. What a fucking dog shit presentation holy fucking shit the u.s government the richest country in the world maybe china is i don't know one of the richest countries ever to exist and you're saying that this thing you spent so much time and money on that you want to that it's the pride and joy of the fucking usa that's the presentation you give it was fucking boring as shit they had nobody they had these ancient beings basically as far back as you see in these photos the people talking on tv came from those fucking galaxies that's how goddamn old they were and they didn't do a good job of explaining it for like people that have even less idea of what's going on than me. Like 
They didn't hype it up at all. It was so bad. So bad. Anyway, that's a little mini rant, but uh, they came out with other photos. Like you said, some of them were like old Hubble photos that they just wanted to redo then show in like much more detail. But they have this new thing. I forget what it's called, but they can kind of like see the atmosphere. Uh, they can tell what the atmosphere of like other of like these exoplanets are like in much more detail. Like they're not actual pictures, uh, but it just shows like the composition. And there was one that came out like a day or two ago that showed that there's a, a planet with, they can tell that the clouds are sand. That's fucking crazy. Stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, I don't know what I'm hoping for, honestly. It's not like, I don't think you're going to be able to, f- I mean, they say one of the reasons they do is to try to see if there's, I mean, I guess finding exoplanet that would be Earth-like, I guess, is important to see how common it is. But we don't even know if, like, Earth would be, like, just because life works here doesn't mean, uh, how do I even fucking put this? How do we know what, like, living beings do in another galaxy? Like, how do they live? Like, what do they survive on? Like, it might not be anything like Earth at all. But anyway, that's, the whole thing is fascinating, you know, like. The fact that we are so insignificant. I know a lot of people get really depressed by that, uh, which I, I guess I can understand why. Like we're very small and insignificant, but it's, I don't know. It's just so interesting. You could, also turn it or, you could also turn it around and be like, we're really significant because look how fucking big the universe is and we still haven't found other life, right? Like that's, in some ways you could also say that's really significant, right? That's the glass half full way of thinking is... Look how fucking insanely big yeah. and far everything is. And we still haven't found anything like us, right? So, yeah. But yeah, in the grand scheme of things, you're a speck of dust. You're also a speck of dust in the grand scheme of the world itself only. You're a very small piece, but, you know, you, make, you can make a big difference for Senator, a small there, fraction of that. There are enough galaxies that it's pretty likely that we're having this conversation on another planet. What? Think about that, Cinder. <laughs> there's basically infinite galaxies, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a planet because there's so many that speaks English, you know? You know the That's you know the monkey possible. typewriter thing writing Shakespeare which never actually worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be happening right now on another planet. Like I think there's no question that there's life on another planet somewhere. Whether we ever see that, like, I think you've, we've talked mm-hmm. about this before. I don't think that aliens have ever visited the, uh, Earth, yeah. but, and I don't know if we'll ever find, that's the big question though, is will we ever find intelligent life ourselves? Because the universe is so fucking astronomically big that it might not even be possible to get there. Like, just outside our galaxy is hard enough, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's pretty it's, hard. Uh, it might be impossible, some would say. <laughs> Because we're moving at the speed of light, uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool, and hoping they come out with a lot more pictures. And I don't know though, like, what do you think the end result will be? Like in ten years, what do you think the big result of this will be, if anything, or is it just like cool stuff to look at for us? I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that goes beyond our understanding. I mean, to an extent, what I'm kind of hoping for is almost disproof of a theory, if that makes sense. Like, if there's something that we've believed for a very long time, and it turns out with these images or whatever the whatever they find with the telescope that there's a theory we have that is wrong, I think that will be 
a lot more interesting than if we confirm something that we think is right, because then we need to rethink the way we look at, you know, could be anything. It's hard for me to give you something concrete, right? Because it's very, I'm not very knowledgeable in the field and it's really abstract to an extent, but mm. like imagine there's something we take for granted about the universe and then it turns out it's wrong. Like, let's say they somehow figure out with this that the Big Bang never happened, for example. Like, something like that, you know? Yeah, it was if called the Big Shit instead. Just a real explosive. Yes. They look back enough in time, and there's this turtle that just took a huge <laughs> dump of stars. God, uh, that's that, how Zelda was born. That must have felt so, so fucking good. Yeah, holy shit. Dude. Oh, man. Imagine. But yeah, it's just crazy thinking, like, looking in that photo. It's not that you're looking so far away, but it's... You're looking back in time, essentially, because a lot of those galaxies aren't even there anymore, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just so weird. It's fascinating. Okay. Uh, hopefully, we can talk more about James Webb, because obviously, we don't know what we're talking about at all, but uh, it is interesting nonetheless. Hope you How guys... long is the project running for? Is it 10 years, or was that just a random so number you threw out? Originally, they said it would be, they thought it would last about 10 years, but it saved enough fuel from the initial, everything went perfectly, like better than they could have expected, so that it should last 20 years now. Oh, wow. And the crazy thing is, I was reading that they have an SSD on board that mm -hmm. only holds, God, what was it? I can't remember the exact... It's less than a terabyte, let's say. A couple hundred mm -hmm. gigabytes, maybe? I can't remember the amount. It was actually... It was like, you look at it and you're like, wow, that's... Like, you can get stuff that's both faster and smaller in consumer PCs, but obviously, that has to go through, like, some rigorous process to make sure that it can withstand radiation mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. it's crazy. Good shit, NASA. I know you watched this show. Thanks a lot for uh, entertaining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for the great presentation, Joe Biden. Uh, appreciate your support as always. God. It's a walking fucking corpse. Okay. Until next week, Suns Fan and Cinder signing out. Have a great one, everybody. Peace. We say things that don't mean anything. Subscribe. But thanks for listening.